Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. It's the Flowtrack Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Our first post-Olympic podcast. Gordon, how are you doing? Doing good. Uh, excited for a new season of track and field, right? We just completed <laughs> the year 2021. The Olympics are over. Now it's time for a new year. I guess... Technically, there still is track going on, which is the weird part, right? Still track going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a few bucks short now. I lost a few few bills. I lost a total of $277. You can see all my bets here. Um, I missed on that final bet, which was Galen Rupp uh, meddling. He did not meddle. Mm-hmm. He got eighth. So I ended up losing $277. But here's the thing. I could have won $372. If Rupp meddled, but mm-hmm. more importantly, if Grant Holloway would have won, if Johannes Vetter would have won, I could think of a few others that were like very obvious, like should have been there, would have won mm-hmm. or would have medals. I had a bunch of fourth place people, a bunch of thir- third place medal picks finished fourth. My, I told my mom about mm-hmm. all these bets and she was freaking out at the TV <laughs> the entire week. It was a lot of stress for her. She thought I was out like a thousand plus dollars, but I wasn't right. I ended up losing $277. But this makes me want to do it again. I'm definitely going to do it again in 2022 if they have odds for the world championships. No. And my goal is, you no, know, no. to make up for this $277 loss and get back in the positive by 2022. That's the goal. Um, maybe, maybe there'll be more odds for other events and i can start getting in it like nutty comb are we let's see over under on the time or we can see a course record at nutty comb maybe so are there odds on will or will yeah. not cole hawker go pro i got i got a plus 150 on that you know it's a lot of good stuff going on yeah you didn't take any of my advice what did your mom think about you betting money on a u.s men's four by one team what did she think about that strategy uh, I didn't ask her any specifics. She was just stressed the entire time. Mm-hmm. She was just every time she saw her baby's pick not do well, she cried a little inside and stressed out. Yeah, but you know, I was. But she's fun. an Alba. She's an Alba Kali super fan now. We can say, right? She's like big on Sophia yes. and Alba Kali because he got you some money. Yeah, she's big. <laughs> she she uh, was happy to grass one, right? Yeah. She, but things like I had like crazy like the. Pachardo, Kovacs, Holloway, three-way parlay was the one that really did me. And I had $300 on that. Pachardo easily medaled, mm-hmm. Kovacs easily medaled, and all I needed was Holloway to win gold, and I would have won $327. But instead, I lost $300. So there was a couple in there that – Chalimo was a big help, put the money on Chalimo. He helped me out. Um, but in the end, the lesson is don't gamble. And uh, 
I'm just going to gamble once a year. That's yes, my don't. I mean, gamble don't. once a year. Once a year. You're saying <laughs> you're saying don't gamble, and then you're already telling gambling for, for next year's interesting turn of events here. Um, so I want to do some recap stuff on the pod since you weren't there for our final podcast after the men's marathon, although you were there for the last track session. Lincoln and I did that, did that marathon. But we want to talk about some superlatives here with the Olympic Games now in the book. So some what ifs, some big surprises, uh, upsets, best event if you had one, biggest breakthrough, so on and so forth. Um, do you want to start with your biggest surprise? Like what surprised you the most when you look through these results? I mean, to kind of tie to um, my, my, my betting, I think the biggest surprise was Grant Holloway not winning. I think that was the biggest surprise. There was a lot of other, you know, big moments like world records or like the surprise of the Warholms sub 46, 400 meter hurdle. But in the back of all of our minds, we knew they were set up for greatness. I don't think any of us were prepared for Holloway to lose a race. He had just been so dominant the entire season long, dating all the way back to 2019. Been like three years. And you can even then argue going all the way through into college days. He had one blip on his radar, which was a 2019 USA loss, right, to, to Daniel Roberts. But ever since then, it was just like perfect, smooth sailing. He had that confidence. Uh, he was running well. He had that great mentality. And for him to get second, you know, was, I think, the biggest surprise. And it's weird. You know you're good when silver medal was considered like the floor for him, mm -hmm. you know. That he hit his floor, which was silver, second fastest in the world. Um, I, he still is the fastest man in the world right now at this event because he can run 12, 8, 80. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that was the biggest surprise for me was Grant Holloway not capstoning his run with the, with the gold. And, man, dude, it makes you think. Grant Holloway, he's going to have to wait a few more years. He's going to be thrown – he's going to be winning – it's gonna be weird. He's gonna win gold in 2022 and 2023, and he's gonna not gonna be he's not gonna be happy. Well, he'll be happy, but it's all gonna be mm -hmm. like whatever. This is a train. Worlds are gonna become training runs for him because it's gonna be all about 2024. So he's gonna be like jogging through 2022 and 2023 to get back to Paris to hopefully get the the elusive gold medal. But look at that, all ones, even in the heats. First, 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 mm -hmm. first, 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 and then the last one, second. This is wild. He was he won his heats. He won everything, and it wasn't close. Headwinds, tailwinds. There's a, there's a twelve eighty one in that, and then he runs thirteen oh nine. It's just like, whoa, what is going on? He hadn't run it's that slow since the first round of the Olympic trials when he ran thirteen eleven. Like, it's wild. He looked to be on a bit of a roll there because he goes the twelve eighty one, the twelve ninety six at at USA's and just clicking off times, but it's the hurdles. I find it hard to believe like to get that stunned by, by the hurdles. Granted, he was so good to where it was considered a, a shock. And we had heard of Hansel Parchment before, but I didn't, I'm with you. I didn't think he, he could pull off the upset at this stage. And I think you make a good point too, about worlds coming up. So he could go into the next Olympics being a three-time world gold medalist without the, without the Olympic gold, which will be an interesting story to follow. And with these athletes who are young, but still a couple years out of college, you become like Olympics don't come that often. So you become, hey, you're in your prime to post prime pretty quickly. They always say, yeah, one Olympics before you're in your prime, one Olympics in your prime, and then one post prime for the m majority of people. Now, you put Allison Felix's and Bernard Legat's and everything, you put them in a special category, Shelly and Fraser Price, they're not the the norm, but the vast majority of people, it's those three cycles and maybe you can push it to a fourth. And with the Olympics getting pushed back a year, maybe this was a little bit in between for some for some athletes, but you got to think, okay, 2024, that'll be the best shot because then you're looking at, if you don't get it then, then all the way to 2028, which is, you know, people are now that, that young group, that class of 2016, high school group by the time you get to to 2028 30 years old pretty much at that point not to say you can't do anything at 30 years old but it's weird it's weird to think how quickly it goes by 
2028. We're already thinking, how old will I be in 2028? Oh, I'll be. I'll be 40. Whew. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest surprise was Italy, particularly yes. on the sprint side. Uh, Marcel Jacobs, listen, some people had heard of him. Some people knew more than others. Maybe people knew him as a long jumper. Maybe people knew him as the European indoor 60 meter champion. But even in all those diamond leagues, those diamond league appearances that he ran, he did not really ever jump out as, hey, this guy could get the gold. Maybe you could say he's going to sneak on to the podium. And then even after the rounds, he looked good in the rounds, but there were other people who looked better than him in the rounds. Didn't, didn't even win his heat, but came out with the perfect race at the perfect time to get, to get gold. If I told you that top two of Jacobs and Curley in the men's hundred at the beginning of the year, you would have been really confused what I was talking about and what, like what event, what sport, like you wouldn't have even known. You'd have been so confused as to what someone was, was predicting because one guy wasn't even in the event and the other guy was basically a non-factor in the event having had he hadn't even broke 10 seconds and then he runs nine eight at the at the right time to get gold and then at the end of the meet four by ones are unpredictable yeah us isn't in there but still a lot of things had to go right and there were still some solid teams in the final and then they collab to win the the four by one and win the when the team that wins a four by one has the fastest guy from the meet in the hundred, you don't look at it as, okay, well, they just had good handoffs and it was a fluke and other people out of it. You look at, look at it as, Hey, they, they earned it. They, they had both parts down. They had the technical aspects of getting the stick around, but they also had the speed. And we saw Tortu on the anchor leg run down great Britain. So yeah, they didn't have four legs of guys who were sub nine ninety, but they had one superstar, another really solid guy, and then two other pieces that that made it work, and they got that win by one one hundredth of of a second. So, I, my my biggest surprise overall was was the Italian men's sprint development here, the phenomenon, the revolution going on. Yeah, I'm trying to look at um, progression of season's best. So, in the hundred, Fred Curley's. PB before 2021 in the 100 was 1049 mm -hmm. from 2015. 1049. And Jacob's PB before 2021 was... 1002, I think. 1003. 1003. Oh, sir. My apologies. So, so I think this has got to be the first time in history <laughs> yeah. that the one-two finishers at the Olympic games never broke 10 before that year. Right. It's just, it's a modern era. It just shows, sure. yeah. it shows that there's something different about the way these guys were training, how they were able to put in like clearly Fred Curley wasn't trying to win the hundred meter dash until this year, basically. So right. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to take it with the grain of salt. He wasn't a 1049 guy going into this year. He clearly was faster. He just never, did it on a on a, in a track meet with the with the automatic timing, but it does show that like we've talked about this the diverse of talent not the diverse of talent what's the word the uh, ability to go from this one event to another you know you see what Safana San doing eight hundred all the way up to ten k maybe even marathon mm -hmm. one day and I see Fred Curley he'd be like hey he can handle the hundred all the way up to the four hundred. Michael Norman ran a fast 100 to 400. You're seeing a thing Mo 400 to 800. This thing, we're going to see more and more of these uh, bigger ranges of athletes and not just only focused on your one event, which is a yeah. cool trend that will make the sport more fun, right? Because then you see more matches, you see more double attempts. It'll be a little more exciting. So, Yeah, I think what people are doing and thinking about is, hey, I'm – good. I'm an all-around athlete. I'm not just a 400-meter runner or I'm not just a 100-meter runner. I'm not just a 5,000-meter runner. Jumper. I can stretch. I could, yeah, long jumper. I can stretch my range into, into other events. And Italy, yeah, they got, they got a couple race walk golds there too. And of course, they got Tim Beery's gold. So they end up with five gold medals, which was number two to the U.S., only two behind them and ahead of a lot of nations that were 
accustomed to seeing rack up a bunch of gold medals. They were five for five for five. All their all their medals were gold. On the negative side of things, because you had a you had a negative surprise, and I had a positive surprise. Negative surprise. My my biggest surprise. I went back and I looked. Remember, I did medal chances of a medal for Americans in every single event. The two highest that didn't get a medal. So I would count these as my biggest surprises were women's hammer, where I had, I think, 95% or 90% chance of the women's hammer producing at least one medal and the men's 400. Those were the two that I had the highest that didn't ultimately produce a medal. Yeah, it's weird, right? We There were three legitimate hammer throwers and three legitimate quarter milers that were just like outbeat on the day, especially on the men's 400 meter side. Randolph Ross went out in the early rounds. Norman never really looked himself throughout the entire three rounds. And Cherry did a PB and still lost. Yeah. So like clearly the trio of Gardner, Zambrano, and James showed up when it counted most. Gardner mm-hmm. defended that 2019 championship with ease. It wasn't even close. It wasn't like a... I uh, he held hold it on for dear life. Um, and Zabrano and James were just super consistent through the rounds. Um, and this, you know, they even had other guys who just, there were other bullets that the USA dodged, like Wade Van Niekerk. He wasn't mm-hmm. able to perform into a 44 uh, type <clears throat> runner in the final, didn't make the final. Um, there was a couple other bullets they dodged, but even with that, there were still three extremely solid runners Gardner's and Brano and James, who were able to come out victorious over the U.S. trio. Um, you thought that at least one American, when you're winning the 4x4 four by, four by two mm-hmm. seconds and you're able to have so much depth, you have to think at least one American be, can be a medalist. But it didn't happen. It's, it's, it's just wild. It's uh, gone are the days where think- USA is just a quarter-mile country. I think they're more just like, we're really good – Outside of the, we're really good at four by fours. We're just not too good at the open events anymore. I think that's the new <laughs> U.S. thing. I think when you look back at the season as a whole, and you look at all the results, Gardner is the rightful champion based on what he's done this year. His resume is really solid, top to bottom. All the all the fast times, the the wins that he has, and if you even want to extend it not just to twenty twenty one, you just want to look at this era this mini era, I guess you could say, from 2019 through 2021. You know, Randolph Ross had the time at NCAAs, and we saw James and Zambrano run fast in the in the heats. But those were the only sub-44 times this year. There's only been four sub-44 performances of this entire year. And Gardner makes sense as, a, as an Olympic champion. Zambrano, we'd seen him do it before in Doha. James to me was a that was another positive surprise here. After all, he's been through to come back and get on the medal stand and perhaps thinking Cherry was going to be able to to finish ahead of James at the beginning of the season that seemed like a a good possibility, but then after the semis when James goes 43-88, okay, now the task got even steeper. But yeah, I did not have the Americans going 4-5 at the beginning of the year in in this event. And as I mentioned before, women's hammer, I thought at least one medal, I thought the potential of two medals, maybe gold, silver, silver, bronze, something like that. But it was, uh, it was tough, but I think like cherry ran really well. Cherry did everything he could. And I think that's another trend that I noticed these silver medalists and bronze medalists and even fourth place people, the people who were runner up or third at trials did really well. Fred Curley ran really well, didn't win trials, but went to the Olympics and got silver. The The 200 meter runners who got second and third in trials, they went and got second and fourth in the Olympics. Michael Cherry, second at trials, gets fourth, barely misses a, a medal. Go to the high hurdles. Devin Allen runs an amazing race, but finishes out of medals. Like the second and third place people did really well for the U.S. Shows the depth. Ultimately, didn't maybe produce the gold, or in some cases, they were just off the medal in fourth. But it there were good performances outside of just the super duper stars. 
So is it my turn to uh, come up with a, a positive surprise? Because I, I opened up with a negative. It's not negative, though, to say Holloway lost. Like, he's great. He can handle losing one race. He's still going to be, when all is said and done, he's going to be one of the all-time greats in the, in the 110 hurdles. So it's not that negative of us. Yeah, do one more surprise, and we'll move negative. on. All right, uh, one more uh, positive surprise. I'm going to go for it. It has to be Molly Seidel in the women's marathon. No one, and I mean no one, saw that coming. I feel like Molly probably didn't even see it coming herself. She just finds a way to put together the best race of your life when it matters most, the Olympic trials and the Olympic Games. And it's just she's really good at these these races where it's all about survival of the fittest and not fittest as in like ability, but just the elements, right? She's able to handle this heat challenge like no one else. She looks so smooth the entire race. And I was listening to you and Lincoln when you were commentating about it. You're always talking about like, oh, there's still more time in the race. Eventually it's going to unfold where the East Africans pull ahead. You know, you're just assuming that, right? Cause it's like, She's a 225 marathoner going up against two mm. teens, like people who've run broken 220 multiple times. You're not, you're not supposed to be. Yeah, Collins got ran 214. Her PR is 11 minutes in slower. Their, in their league. 11. You know, especially in a race that matters, which is an Olympic final. And then yeah. there was that. I feel like there was. I just had flashbacks to the trials. And mm. once I saw that she was still in it at like 30K. I was like, mm -hmm. she's not going to drop now. Like, I, when she was in the final, like, six, I was thinking, like, she's doing what she did last in 20, in the 2020 trials. Like, it felt very eerily similar. And just to see her cross the finish line in third was really cool, really proud for her. And when you think back of her career, right, she was the one who broke the footlocker curse. Remember, that was a big deal. Like, no one has ever won Foot Lockers and NCAAs. You know, it was right. like a big deal because Jordan Hesse couldn't do it and a bunch of others weren't able to do it. But then she does it and it was no big deal. And we made a big deal of her breaking the Foot Locker curse and she does that. Then she was dominating the NCAA world, but then dealt with a crazy injury and it kind of took her out for a long, a long period of time. You know, she missed out on big sponsorship opportunities and there was a, I'm sure she probably thought there was a point when it's like maybe a, a post collegiate running career isn't her in her in her path, mm -hmm. but she able was able to work through the injuries, get herself back healthy, focus on herself, and then comes out, runs the marathon, like hey, we'll see what happens. I remember talking to her after the Houston half when she was like getting ready mm -hmm. for the major marathon. She's like no pressure, right? She said no pressure. And she had that same attitude in this race, the no pressure attitude. And, you know, now she can say she's the first ever Foot Locker NCAA Olympic Marathon medalist. You know, like, <laughs> it's just wild, man. It's awesome. And she just, I just feel like she's come out of nowhere. Now, obviously, she was so dominant in college and kind of forget about her, her doubles yeah. at Notre Dame and all that stuff. But because she went like two to three years of kind of just not being in the, the mainstream spotlight you kind of forget about her raw talent that was there like if you i think this would make more sense if you were told this after she won nca cross you'll be like yeah i could see her developing becoming really dominant at the marathon but for someone to tell you when she's in the middle of like you know unsponsored no one really not racing a lot you were like no it's not gonna happen you don't make a come comeback in in marathon number three with an Olympic medal. So for her to do it, it's just amazing. Big inspiration for a lot of people out there who uh, don't, who feel like they are at the bottom of, you know, dealing with injuries, never going to be able to recover from it, but she was patient. She trusts the process. There you go. And uh, comes out with uh, an Olympic medal. But don't you, it's amazing. Don't you think, don't you think that even if she had won a bunch of titles, or even two, three years ago was competing USA's, this still would have been a shock. Like even if her if her PB was yeah. two nineteen, she's still hanging with a, a two fourteen marathoner and Bridget Koskai and Jeff Chirchir, who's 
you know, one of the greatest half marathon runners of all time who has a really fast marathon time as well too. Even if she had a profile that hinted that this was possible, doing it is still yeah, incredible. But it just adds I think you're right it's though. It just, then. Yeah, it just adds some mythology cuz you watch trials and you're thinking, "Okay, wow, that's the debut." Okay, but how's she going to do when when, you know, in her second one, right? And then she goes to London last year. And that probably helped too, having another year to get ready for this. And she she holds her own in London, does well, bad conditions, but runs solid. But the story of that race for the Americans was Sarah Hall, remember? Remember yeah. how fast Sarah Hall was in, in, in London? And then yeah. she keeps on, and then she kind of keeps a low profile and runs some halves, some 10Ks. We don't know what to expect from her. And then you're right. For someone who had done has done it so few times, there was an air of inevitability around 30, 35K. It may not have come across in the broadcast just because I was trying to conceptualize what was going on. But it, looking back on it now, you're thinking, well, yeah, she just, she just has already established that sort of racing profile of somebody who knows exactly what they want to do and thrives in these in these tough conditions. I guess the, the, the big, not to always think about next steps for her, is that clearly she has an advantage on these style of races where it's not fast. It's more about versus, it's her versus the elements because, you know, there was no reason for the Kenyan athletes to try to run sub 220 pace, right? They were just, we're just going to yeah. let the, 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 the field sides feel field size peel off and then get down to the final six and then pull away. Right. And I think she's, mm -hmm. she excels in that because she, they're not asking her to run 218 marathon pace. Mm -hmm. So she was of majority of the race. She's running like 230 marathon pace. So sure. she was able to feel comfortable at that pace because PB is 225. But the thing that is hard about running 230 marathon pace was the heat, the pressure of the, mm -hmm. you know, the environment, all that stuff. And she was just able to kind of just chill out, relax the body, and get through the first 35K unscathed. And all of a sudden, it's not a field of 80 in this race. It's just a field of six. And now, hey, just hold on. And, you know, she never really had to make any big accelerations. She's she always just holding yeah. on with the, the front group and letting them kind of control the pace. Um, so I think her next step, not that she needs to have her next step already because an Olympic medal is freaking amazing is going to be figuring out ways to be successful in a 220 type pace of a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, it's going to be, you're going, you know, you're really putting your body through the ultimate test of like pushing mm -hmm. yourself to the limits of how fast of a pace you can maintain. Um, but at the same time, she could go the rest of her career, never break 220, finish, have a bunch of top three finishes at major marathons and ha be one of the all-time greats for yeah, U.S. Yeah. distance running. So it's not like yeah. the, the Kenyans kind of skew our version of what a fast marathon is because they're out there running 214. It's a little hard mm -hmm. to kind of conceptualize, mm -hmm. you know, a 221 is really fast. So I had her in my list of biggest breakthroughs, but you took her in terms of biggest surprises. Is there anybody else in terms of breakthrough performances from these Olympics that stands out? We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. We'll, I'll save it. I'll, I'll come up with one. All right. What are you saving it for? That's the next thing I have written down here. Well, no, you what have it at, the, at the bottom. You have it at the bottom of the list. We're going we're gonna to do yeah, breakthroughs gonna, next? We're I was going to jump around. Oh, we're so around. we had – right. Well, I want to do what ifs. I want to do what ifs last because you really need to warm up for those because that's a Gordon okay. Mack special of like, put, hey, put, what if these... I added? I added more to your. You list. added more. I'm not sure if you yeah, saw yeah. That. I was it. Yeah, look. I was gonna put put what ifs at the but yeah. I like these. These are good. These are good. Good what ifs. Okay. Um, I mean, because Lincoln and I already talked about MVPs uh, on the men's yeah. side. I went with I went with Warholm on the men's side, and I went with Safan Hassan on the women's side. Obviously, it's very very close call there there's a lot of people in contention do you have uh, a pick on either of those strong feeling on either men's side or women's side for mvps i would do yeah jacobs i'll do jacobs of italy i think his big surprise following up the i mean winning double gold very interesting i'll do jacobs and i'll do elaine thompson would be my mvps 
Um, I'd go sprint heavy. But, you know, Interesting. I can see Warholm. Uh, Warholm's 45-94. Not enough for Gordon yeah. to get MVP. Not enough. Not, not enough, enough for Gordon, man. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. Thompson Harat, uh, you're right. I mean, the yeah. Thompson Harat with the, the, the triple gold, two individual gold, and then running number two all time. The times are really what makes it pop there, right? Yeah, yeah. And double gold. I mean, she's moving up the list of all-time greats. If she can continue this trend going into future championships and another Olympics, like if she stays healthy and she stays at this fitness, she's what, 28 or 29? I mean, mm -hmm. I could see her holding on to 2024. And if she were to win double gold in 2024 – then you then you'd be like she's that's bolt that's three double doubles that's yeah. exactly what bolt did so yeah um it'll be weird though because she'll also have in between like random fifth place finishes and not making a final right and yeah it'll be yeah. like because bolt was still good throughout the off years but it'll be really it'll be a, the weirdest triple double double we've ever seen so <laughs> the triple double yeah i made that I made that chart here of uh, Felix comps and yeah, Thompson hurrah is already at five global individual championship medals, but four of them are gold. So she's already equaled. We were talking about Veronica Campbell Brown who has 11 total medals. She's already equaled the amount of gold Elaine Thompson has, and she's only one behind Felix's gold. She's already surpassed Merlin Audie. She's three behind Fraser price. I'm curious about Fraser price's next couple of years. That's what I'm yeah. curious about. This is yeah, I made see, this, you made this this chart is ridiculous, by the way, but go ahead if you want to explain it. It's accurate though. It's it, it removes relays and it scores it 10, 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So it includes fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth places. And I want to see what Allison Felix was. Shelly and Allison moved into the top ten after this this past weekend, right? Because they both got uh, a medal and Shelly Ann got a fourth place finish in a two hundred. Um but it, it, it makes – it's more about holistically because obviously someone like Merlene Adi of Jamaica, she only has two golds, but she's ranked third because look at that. She has 10 bronzes. That just shows like yeah. that's a lot of points. 10 bronzes is a lot of individual medals, right? She's 10, 5 plus 2. She's 17 individual medals. That's no, no, yeah. no relays yeah. in that. That's crazy. Like compared to like – when we say Allison Felix is the most decorated like athlete, right? We it's just wild to think that she has six more than Allison Felix has when it just in just relays. So anyway, but okay. what do you think of this list I that I created to, with Car Carl Lewis one? I want you to do same bolt two. Hold on, let's talk about this. Let's do a little. Yeah, Allison we Felix we segment. we 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 can talk about it. Yeah, no, we okay. we can talk about it. I want you to guess though. I have two problems with this list. I I want you to try to guess what problems you think i have with this list okay first we'll bring up the list one more time for people listening it's a list that scores individual global medals doesn't count indoor only counts olympics and outdoor championships um and 10 points for gold eight for silver etc all the way down to one point for eighth carl lewis has 147 points bolt 145 merlene Adi of jamaica top woman 136 mo farah 121 Veronica Campbell Brown, 110. Trinisha DeBaba, 106. Ternish. And Allison Felix, 104. Ternish, sorry. Allison Felix, number 104 at seven. Shelly Ann, 102 at eight. Jackie Jonah Kersey, 101 mm -hmm. at ninth. And in 10th, Ray Erie, I said his name wrong, who had just 10 golds with 100 points. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. So, all right. What's wrong with So, this? listen, this is a, well, no, this is a list of if you scored it like team competition, which is fine. It's one way. To look at it i don't think this is the ranking of the best athletes here one issue here and i'll go farther down the list if you were using this as as, as a ranking of athletes justin gatlin cannot be ahead of michael johnson nine golds cannot be behind someone who has four golds again i understand but, the point value with silver and bronze but justin Gat, uh justin gatlin versus michael johnson is that that matchup goes to michael johnson you have them close but Nine golds dominated that event uh, through to through um, like the whole nineties into into two thousand. That's Gatlin. The other one, or sorry, that's Johnson. Um, 
You do realize Felix, it's barely. It's 92 to 90, so you can, you know. It's not yeah, like, but it's not. But I don't think people would think that it's even close, basically. Nine golds. Nine golds. Nine 11 golds. medals. That's more than 11 even, medals. 11 medals is more than nine a, golds. Yeah, but I think we, we need to give yeah, more but, weight to the, to the golds. No, we, we give weight to the golds. I give you 10 points. I give you 10 points. That's why I would give, I would put, and I'm not saying Felix should necessarily jump everybody else, but I think Felix over Adi for the same reason. When I looked at those two careers, again, a lot of bronze medals, but I, want, I think even more weight should be given to, to gold. So if you're talking about two golds versus five golds, I put Felix ahead of her. And you have Rachel Price, seven, seven golds versus two golds for Adi. It should be Fraser Price should be right up there behind Bolt if it was used as a ranking the athletes. I understand what you're doing. I understand what you're doing okay. here in terms of just assigning point values. So that's the exercise here. I don't think you're saying these are the best athletes in order. You're just saying if they, you scored it like a team competition. Because here's the thing: ultimately, none of this stuff is a fair comparison because you have Valerie Adams down there who's awesome, but she can only do the shot put. She can't double. Yeah, I guess she could. If she wanted to. So, I mean, Haile Gabriel Selassie, he could double in the five and 10. His event was always set up to, to double. That's not the case with everybody in here. And even Luke, Carl Lewis, it's like the most impressive Carl Lewis stat to me is the four straight Olympic golds in the long jump. Right? Yeah. That's the most impressive stat. And that adds a, a different technical component. But you see people do the long jump and the, the 100, or the long jump and the 200, four by one, whatever. It's, you, know, you, you get a, a thrower or you get a, a vertical jumper or you get somebody in the 800. It's just, it's harder to find an event that has crossover appeal. So again, Allison Felix is the most decorated Olympian of all time. If you wanna do who scored the most points, you have Carl Lewis here. Some people would say that Bolt would be number one. Fraser Price and Elaine Thompson, I think, if they're not done, they're going to keep adding up med medals here. So you could you could take this argument any any which way. Um, but yeah, Michael Johnson got to be higher up if we're just doing a list. Yeah, well, the, I mean, again, there's and that's for everything. And like Jackie Joyner-Kersey, like obviously J Jackie Joyner-Kersey long jumps too, but like her event was seven events. <laughs> So she wasn't able to rack up like multiple golds every single time, every, every Olympics, right? Like that's just, well, I think it's just so impossible to, to compare these. You got to look at ranges, right? I have Carl Lewis at 147 and Bolt at 145. So it's only a two point difference. So therefore you can kind of put them in one tier and then you yeah. can subjectively choose Bolt or Lewis. I think, yeah. um, I think Debaba, Felix, Shelly Ann, Joyner Kersey, you could probably put in a, another tier, you know? I think the big the big weird thing is Merlin Adi's career. To have 17 medals is just like mm -hmm. an individual event. It's just wild. You know, like that shows longevity, consistency. Um, the thing is, is a lot of them are bronze. So if just – if half of those bronzes were silvers yeah, and half of the silvers were golds, we would be talking like the way we talked about Carl Lewis and Bolt with Adi. But because she's just really, so, she's really good at getting third, it's like a weird person. How do you, how do you value consistent third versus occasional gold? You know? Right. And well, and, and you'd also need to throw in there, I would think if you were to make this more holistic, some sort of metric for marks and also some sort of difficulty level for the amount of medals you're pulling off. Joyner Kersey did the heptathlon long jump double gold three times in her career. Can you imagine if Ashton Eaton, when he won those decathlons, also won an individual event in the, in the current era or Kevin Mayer or uh, Nappy TM or some, some contemporary person. That's just, that just is amazing to, to think about that you could have, you could be uh, getting gold in, in both events. I know Damian Warner's long jump was crazy in this competition and probably could have placed ridiculously high, but to actually go out and do it is, is another thing given the toll that it takes. So there's Gordon's list. Everybody saw it. I want to ask you though, Michael Johnson put up this, uh, put up a tweet 
and we love reading Michael Johnson's tweets on this pod, the aforementioned Michael Johnson, nine golds, uh, about like who can run the table. It, is it possible for anybody to run the table? Because we have this string of championships coming up. So we had 21, then we have 22, 23, 24, 25. So we have five, right, before the next off year. So who basically could win five golds in a row in an event? It's a tall task. Tall task. So all right. So let's 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 go he, down let's go down the list of every gold medalist and say yay, yay or nay. So he's got well, he asks the next three, Eugene, Budapest, and Paris, but there's also a major championship in, in twenty five, unless someone changed change change the orders here so yeah who can go five for five you want me to read a name and you tell me yes or no yeah do you have we'll start men yeah we'll start with jacobs i'm just no degrasse no gardner how old is he i think he's 20 he's already going he's 20 he's 25 he's 25 20, 25 excuse me maybe i'll say maybe maybe Emmanuel Career, gold medalist. Ah, I can't believe I got off his bandwagon uh, too too <laughs> too early, man. I should have stayed. I, everyone was yelling at, making fun of my career love, and then he goes on and wins gold, and I didn't even bet on him. Uh, I'm going with no. Dominic Brazier's going to break that up. Ingebrigtsen. Yes, I think so. I can see it happening. So Ingebrigtsen's your number one seed right now. Yeah. Ingebrigtsen, yes. Okay. Gardner's a maybe. Okay. Chapter guy. No. Borrega. No. Parchment. No. If he did, though, War that would be wild. <laughs> Warholm. I'm going to say no, right? It's, it's got Benjamin's got to win eventually, right? It just has to happen. It can't just always be this way. Eventually, the the Vikings got to get taken down by the American Patriot, right? That's what happens. So I'm going to say no. I think Benjamin eventually beats him. And Dos Santos Kipchoge. is young. He's like he's young, twenty, so he's yeah. going to get even better. So yeah, Kipchoge. Kipchoge, no. Tambiri slash Barshim. Will they tie for the gold for the next four <laughs> championships? I'm going with no. Mondo. Yes. Tentaglu. No. Pichardo. No. Krauser. How old is Krauser? He's, he's 23 in my book because every time I see him, yeah. all I hear about is 23s. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. I can see him doing it. Yeah. Yes. Stahl. Doing it. Danny yes. Stahl. No wiki. Is he, is he? He's 28, so yes. Uh, no wiki, no. That's hammer throw for those. Chopra. That's javelin yeah, throw. I'm into the jab. Yeah. Damian Warner. Uh, that's a long time for decathlete. Yeah, old is he? He's 31. No, that's a no. Okay, so for so on the men's re side, yeah, yeah, recap men. So you had Krauser at a, or you had no, no wiki at a maybe, right? Or no, Stahl no, Wiki was a no. Stall was a maybe. Oh, sorry, Stahl. Stahl's a maybe. Krauser's a maybe slash yeah. Mondo is a yeah. And then you had Warholm as a no, which was interesting. Inga Britson as a yeah, and yes. Gardner as a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, El Bacali. What about El Bacali? Oh, oh sorry. Steeple? I'm going to yes. go with, how old is he? I'm going to go yes. El Bacali's a yes. He's 25. Okay. Well, I'm, okay. Uh, women's side, Elaine Thompson, hurrah! In the hundred, I'm gonna say no. Elaine Thompson, hurrah! In the two hundred, I'm gonna say no. I just think the the world is just too good that she's shown that she can have bad championship seasons. So I do think though she'll show up in 2024 and win. But I think presence of Shakari and the other Jamaicans, I'm gonna go no. Shawnee Miller Weibo. I'm gonna go with a no. A thing mo. We can go with a yes. Faith Kipyegon. We can go with a no on that one. 
Sifan Hassan in the 5,000. I'm going to go with a yes in that one. Sifan Hassan in the 10,000. I'm going to go with a no in that one. See, I would flip those, but okay. Uh, Jasmine Camacho Quinn, high hurdles. That's a no. Sydney McLaughlin, foreign hurdles. Yes. If she does it. See, I don't, see that's she, there my might thing. be a situation she doesn't run all 400 hurdles. But so say she, she does, wins going, in yes. 20 say she wins in 2223 maybe she switches events for 2425 or maybe she wins 222324 and then she pivots for for 25. Okay. Uh Peruth Chemotai in the steeple. Go with a no. Perez Jep Chirchir in the marathon. Go with no. Lassa Skine in the high jump. How old is she? Go with the yes. 28 years old. I'm going to go no on that one. Najat. Katie Najat. No. Miambo of Germany, the long jump. No. Brittany Reese is going to Rojas. Actually. Yes. <laughs> Brittany Reese is, I think this is her last games, man. I think. Uh, Think it need, she's might, not doing might need to be somebody else. I mean, I don't she know if she's retiring, retiring, but I know she's she's not doing. Uh, this is her last Olympics, she said for sure. Yeah, well, um, she's going to do twenty twenty two. Come on. Well, Tara Ro- Davis, Rojas, you said eventually. So you said Rojas. Yeah, Rojas is yes. yes. Uh, Gong Li Zhao in the shot. No. Valerie Alma in the discus. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Anita Willarczyk in the hammer? No. Shi Ying in the javelin? No. And Theam in the hep? Go with a no. So Rojas, you said. Lasaskine, you said, has a chance. Sydney, TBD. You had Hassan in the five. And then you said a thing mo. Did you have a yes on a thing mo? Yes. I think it might be – I would put the over-under basically at 1.5 probably that this is going to happen. Any of these happening? Yeah, because – Oh, yeah. Number no, one yeah, – The win, odds are winning, very rare. No. Yeah. yeah winning, winning five in a row is, is, is hard Crazy. enough, and then you take out the, take out the off year. It's going to be complicated here. All right. You want to do these what-ifs? Yeah. Let's do some what-ifs. Okay, um, I came up with some of these. We'll start with the sprint side, and then we'll do the, the distance. So what if, Olympic edition here, what if Michael Norman decided to run the 100 this year and Fred Curley decided to stay in the 400? Those two just swapped. Ooh. I think Curley medals in the 400. I think his mentality clearly showed that he's ready for any challenge and that, you know, if he had the amount of energy he put on this 100 back on the 400, I think he would have been able to run 43 seconds in that final and able to medal. Um, I don't want to say he would win because Gardner's been running really well, so you don't want to take that away from Gardner. But Curly definitely would at least got second or third. And we've seen it with Curly. He's already now tweeting – 42 seconds. He wants to run 42 seconds in the 400. I'm not sure if it's a troll, but we thought the 100 meter thing was a troll, but clearly it wasn't. So if he thinks he can run 42 seconds, I imagine he probably, if he was all in on the 400, probably thought he could have ran at least 43 in the final. So I think, yeah, I think Curly would have medaled. So that would have done, done good for USA. In the 100, I think, yeah, I think Norman probably. Would have made the final. I'm not sure if Norman would have meddled. Um, but maybe. I don't know. I'm more confident. I mean, this makes sense. Confident on the medalists meddling the other event versus the non-medalists not meddling in the other event. But I do think it would be similar kind of results. The, the total medal haul between the two would have been similar, if not exactly the same. You could argue that Michael Norman's best race since his Mount Sac 400 in 2019, April 20th, 2019, his best race since then was his 
98600 at AP Ranch yeah. in 2020 because the rest of 2019 he ran 4379 at USA's but lost to Curly and then 2020 his only race was that 100 then 2021 he wins the trials but it's 4407 I think the 986 is better so yeah it's hard to tell cuz we don't really know uh Norman's situation but 986 is is a serious time and obviously a lot faster than than Curly had going into the year. So that's a fun what if. Are you ready and for my – Another what? permutation of the what if, obviously the Curly-Baker handoff was one of the key reasons for them not qualifying. I'm not saying Norman's going to do any better, but a different person, maybe you get a different result. Maybe we get a different result in the 4 by one and then all of well, a sudden maybe the U.S. 4 by one is not – the laughing stock of the the games. Okay, well, you're getting ahead of me here because my next one was what if the US ran Kenny Bednarik on anchor in the prelim. Yeah. Uh here's probably, the reason I asked. We probably qualify. We probably qualify because we were like the first team out by like 0.02. I think we probably qualify. But, yeah, we probably do qualify. I mean, no offense to uh, Gillespie, but, yeah. We just... Bednarik was running great. Bednarik was, yeah. was fourth at trials in the 100, and then he was just coming off the, the silver medal in the 200. So give him a running start in the 100. He's going to be pretty solid. Here's why I ask. 2019 Worlds... We remember the U.S. getting the gold medal. Do you remember what happened in the heats of the 4 by one What happened? Almost DQ'd. Very, very, very close to getting DQ'd. But they got through, and then they win the gold. And they got the stick around, and it was clean, and they ran a really fast time, and everybody remembers yeah. that gold. So the whole narrative could have shifted if they just squeaked through. And they would have needed to just finish a couple hundredths of a second faster. They could have still had that bad second exchange and just save themselves on the anchor. And so if you had somebody who ran uh, a couple hundreds faster, then maybe that's different. I don't know. Maybe Lyle's there too. I'm not, you know, with a flying start, I'm not sure. Um, that would obviously help him. I don't know uh, who would have been who would have been quicker there. But just basically it's it's survive in advance in the in the relays is what I've learned. Because you, you just need a, a lane for the final, and then you get better handoffs, and then you're good to go. But... Like you look at this is Kenny B's season we got up there, correct? Yeah. Like nine eighty nine in that final at the trials. He ran nine ninety six. You see all his consistent sub twenty marks. I think they could have basically squeaked in and then made a move in the final. Yeah. Looking back on it, that's probably the move they should have made. But it is what it is. Congrats to Italy. Italia, this is their moment. Let them have it. USA will bring back the gold in 2022 on their home turf. Uh, next big what if. You ready for the next big what if? We're going to say, Yeah, I'm going to throw it your to what you. If. Oh, you're going to throw it to me. Okay. Yeah. I think we're thinking of the same one here. What if Shakari Richardson ran the 100? If Shakari Richardson ran the 100, one of two things happens she either wins or she doesn't win. Can you, can you agree with that? Would you agree it's, there's a chance she would win? There's a chance she yeah. doesn't win. The question is, what percent of a chance is it on her winning and beating Elaine Thompson, running probably having to run 10.59 in order to beat Elaine Thompson on that day? Mm -hmm. Or does she lose to Elaine Thompson, get second, third, you know, fifth, whatever? Um, I think the hedge is, you know, the, the playing both sides of the coin is saying she would have meddled, right? But I think yeah. that's no fun to kind of just be like she would have meddled because it would uh it, it just it makes both sides a little too happy. So I'm gonna say I think she would have won. I think that I'm not saying that Elaine, but I, I, I think she would have won, but I also think maybe the race would have been maybe slower. I think there could have been a different factors with Having her in the race, you know, you, you just, you're not always guaranteed the same 
exact time outcome with different fields. And so I think maybe the winning time is like 10.65 and Elaine Thompson runs 10.66. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. So you think putting a fast person in there would have made the race slower? What do you mean? How, how would that I happen? I think it, cha- it changes up what you do in the prelims. It moves, it shifts everyone around. I don't know, man. Th- crazy things happen, right? Grant Holloway yeah. lost. If Grant Holloway can lose, Elaine Thompson can run a little bit slower in this imaginary final, which she carried Richardson. With that being said, I think, I think that she carried Richardson. She was running well, dude. She, it wasn't close. Yeah, she was. I, and as much as the Jamaicans are running amazing and they deserve their, 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 uh, their sweep, I don't think it's just a foregone conclusion that they would have also done the sweep or also won individually no matter what happened. Like, crazy things happen. And I think the addition of Kerry Richardson adds in the chaos, adds in the craziness, and maybe USA comes out on top. I know Jamaica fans aren't going to like to hear that, but hey, I can have this thought in my head and there's nothing you can do about it because you can't (laughs) prove that it wouldn't have happened because we literally don't see it. It can't happen. So until you can prove this hypothetical doesn't, Unless you can okay, figure listen, out a way listen. to record and time this hypothetical, I'm going to say Shakari would have won. I I have too much respect for a 10:61. I think Thompson Hurrah was going to win, regardless. I think you're right. Before in your first instinct to say medal, obviously I think she would have gotten, uh, she would have been in the mix in the in the top three. Fraser Price didn't have her best race, so I think that that spot was open. We've seen Richardson run a 10-7 win legal, but 10-61, you gotta you gotta understand the historical significance of running that quickly. So I think it would not it would not have changed the gold medal winner. I certainly don't think the race would have been slower with her in it. But 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 I mean she's you know Richardson's run 10-72 this year, win legal. Not crazy to think she could have gotten silver given that race. But I think the gold these were Thompson Haraz games. Um, yes. Tip of the cap to her. I don't to have to run ten six zero or ten five nine to win in a women's hundred is just is asking an awful lot. And I think Thompson. I'm not Hurrah, saying that would happen. I know you're saying she would have been slower because Richardson would have been in the race pushing her somehow, which I still don't understand how that's physically possible. But I will let you have that thought because, as you said before, these are your thoughts and we cannot control your thoughts. But I think Elaine Thompson Hurrah would have won this regardless hey i mean uh gabby thomas ran slower in the 200 when elaine thompson was in it so maybe right she didn't gabby thompson yeah, didn't go out there and elaine thompson didn't but elaine thompson didn't run slower because there were faster people in the race if you removed if you removed this second place runner would thompson hurrah have run faster i don't think that's I and mean, that's the case listen she just i hear elaine would have been different that race would have been a, the lane would have been different. Yes, Everything changes, man. You'd have to deal with a different lane. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, the, I think, maybe. I mean, Elaine, maybe she carries a little late or early or whatever, and the exact time when the gun goes off is off by like twenty seconds, which changes the wind reading. Like all this stuff is possible. Mm. Anything can happen. Imagine Shakari Richardson's like entrance, you know, going through with the lit American flag. It's going to take an extra tw- twelve seconds that may change the wind reading to uh, plus whatever or minus whatever. So, hey, anything's possible. Okay. All right. Uh, I got one more I want to do because the distance what ifs aren't as good. I, we could do those next time if we want, but yeah. the distance ones were not as interesting to me. So I got one more sprint one. Uh, or you have one more sprint one that you added. So I said I'll read. Uh, what if a thing Mo and Shamir Little ran the 400 and also uh, Christine Mboma and Beatrice Masalingi, who were not allowed to run it and had to run the 200, but Mboma went and won a uh, silver medal. In that 200. So what if basically what what if the 400 had these four other athletes who are all capable of running 48, 49 mid, um, all the way down to 48 high, probably. Potentially. Let's start with Mo. Let's start with Mo. I think I think Mo would have won the 400 because seeing how she split in that four by four, you know, this is assuming Mo runs a 400 fresh, not with an 800 in her legs for the record. Um, I think Mo would have won. I think she's that talented. And we would have had a very similar kind of deja vu moment for 
Shawnee Miller Weibo, where she runs out of her mind but still gets second. Right? I think we could have had she'd be like, damn, I run 48-3, and it's still not enough to win when she, you know, lost in 2019. Mm. So I think that happens. I think also the the addition of the two DSD athletes would make it even faster. And I think that would obviously affect Allison Felix, right? She got third. The we'd be talking about it a little differently. I mean, she still would have got her medal in the in the four by four. But if you add in Mo and Christine Boma, you like I don't think Allison Felix gets third. Do you think she still gets third? Adding all those people, knowing what they did, be like in these games, yeah, no, it would have been, it definitely would have been tough. I mean, you can only race the people that are there. I think. Let's back up for a second here, though. You made a huge assumption. What did a thing most split in the four by four? Uh, forty-eight-seven. I don't know. What is what does she split? I could be wrong. I think I made that up. Somewhere forty-eight-seven. She's what did Shawnee Miller Weibo run in the open? What did Shawnee Miller run in the open? Okay. 48-3. Okay, yeah. Well, all right. You're, okay. I think Mo was by herself running, doing a tone time trial. And she had just run 155 in an 800. So, yeah. I think true. I think Mo would have ran 48-2 or 1, I think. That would have been Dude, a big jump. Good, I'm man. still... You're off the. I, I didn't off, say off, she you're isn't. Leaving thing so she, and I'm back. I'm on it. Come on. No, you're just no, 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 no. The price of admission to this train isn't that I have to give her every gold medal in every single event. She just won the the 800 meter gold medal. Obviously, she's amazing. But I'm saying putting her ahead of Shawnee Miller Weibo is a, a bit of a leap, given what Shawnee Miller Weibo ran that day. I think the interesting, the the wild cards, the 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 interesting would have been like Mboma because what she ran that world junior record this year what was it 40 i'm blanking on the time right now 48.54 she ran this year so that was only two tenths off what miller Weibo ran so that would have been nuts to see uh that race because it would have been it would have been very very close but i think i think Mo's very good she's obviously top three in the united states in the 400 but i i would put her behind shauna miller Weibo for for the time being and i hope that she gets to do it soon because i looked gordon i already looked ahead at the schedule for eugene and the double is not possible in the 2022 world championships how is it not possible you might ask they have them going back to back one night the 400 women's 400 and making, women's 800 are back to back i thought they were making every double possible in 2022 no didn't you talk about that we're like oh they made they every double possible no they lied to us gordon they we've been led astray by this um I think it's a semi and a 400 and a final. It's a final in one and then a semi in the other. And it's literally back to back. So there's no way it's going to happen. So that's oh. terrible. Hopefully they change it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they change it. I don't think they will because people are already buying tickets. But I would strongly encourage yeah. it. And by the time. The, the problem is, though, by the time they do decide, they're like, we'll change it for 2024. It's like all the people are different. Yeah. You don't know if it's even worth doing. Maybe another double pops up that's possible. It's like, have one schedule. It makes all the doubles possible and keep it the same keep so everybody knows what to expect. Yes, yes. So I mentioned in this what if that Shamir Little also would be in the 400. And yeah. I think Shamir Little would have clearly finished top eight. And the Shamir Little clearly would have been an Olympian. And then Shamir Little clearly would have been on the mixed 4x4 four four or the 4x4 four four or whatever. And then we would have won the mix four by four because I think Shamir would have split 49 seconds. Right. And then that would have been good yeah. for us. And then, uh, you know, then I get closer to my dream of just having three 400 meter hurdlers and an 800 meter runner representing USA. Now, obviously, Allison wasn't going to have her spot with her 49 second. And it, it, it's better. It's, I'm happy that Allison was on the four by four as a legitimate 49 second and not like a token. Hey, I'm elder statesman. I get a spot. She earned it with her 49 mm -hmm. mid. Um, so it was kind of cool to have that dream team-esque type four by four we haven't seen in a while. And, you know, if Allison could Here's hold on to one more year, I'd, I, I, 
at being 49 seconds, that would be great. But if not, I think you got to put Shamir on it and try to break the world record, right? Because Dalila, Muhammad, Mo, all still in the prime. Shamir's in her prime, and she clearly can run quick. So mm-hmm. I think that'll be kind of it'll be interesting if we could make. So here's I the ultimate. See, I want to see the world record in the four by four. That's all. Here's the ultimate. What this is the ultimate Olympic what if because it would go outside a track and field. But I don't know if you saw the final medal table. The U.S. had one more gold medal than China the entire competition, and a lot of it was people looking at the track performance or the swimming, you know, the, the ones where the Americans are used to bringing in a bunch of gold medals. And we know at the very beginning of the meet, there was that mixed four by four where everyone said, Oh, who cares about it? But it would have been funny if that was the deciding factor, if the U S lost by one (laughs) or it was tied and it all came down to this mixed gender four by four. And then if you had the presence of someone like little in there, they could have won. And then all these narratives are written about what's happened to American sports. Is it not just track? Is it slipping? Is it losing its dominance? And it all would have hinged <laughs> on this one decision by this one person and this one relay that's just added this year. And luckily we avoided that because I think that was a track cycling gold medalist. And then the U.S. women's volleyball team won gold. So they ended up winning by one. So we did not have to hear those takes here in the United States. But there was there would have been some hand-wringing about the – about the mixed gender four by four, Gordon. Yeah, USA at the Olympics won 39 golds to China's 38. There are a total of 390 golds given out. There's 390 events. That's mm-hmm. Ben's basketball out of the individual event. So 39 out of 390, that's 11%. 11% of the golds went to Team USA at the Olympic Games. USA's population is only 4% of the, of the world. So we almost uh, tripled. Go our output 2.7 times our population we got in gold so i call that a success <laughs> none of this per capita right. gold stats you'll see out there where like they give all credit to the bahamas because they have like 12 people in their country which is hey, very hey, impressive when you really th- when you think about to it bahama, yeah bahamas, no, pretty no good. slander bahamas on this no. pod man they got the 400 meter sweep that was amazing garter miller weibo tip of the cap they should still be partying out there. Congrats to Bahamas. Did they attempt? Uh, okay, so on third, did Bahamas attempt to do the mixed four by four? No, I didn't see them in there. I mean, you gotta think if they put those two on it. I mean, they're not going to because they would they would not be healthy. But I would want to see that. I would want to see a Gardner, you know, yeah. Sean Miller Weibo, and then whoever else they can find. And I bet you they could put mm-hmm. together a pretty good mixed four by four because clearly they got the two fastest people in the world. So for sure. Okay, Thursday show, because we're not we're doing Tuesday, Thursday this week. Thursday show, we're gonna talk about the events that we want to see the rest of the season, the post-Olympic events that have caught our eye. Some of these are happening for sure because athletes are already committed. Other ones we are just hoping happen. So we'll talk about that on Thursday. Thank you to Travis for producing. Thank you to Colt for producing. Thank you to Gordon for coming up with weird charts and interesting opinions that have left everybody scratching their head. We will talk to you guys on Thursday.